to God and not keeping anything back for yourself. And that was something I'd never really thought about before. I was like, okay, so like we got God over here and I'll just, I'll just keep this. This is mine. No. <laughs> and then um, following up on that, on Wednesday, we did this thing where we got like rocks and I was sitting there, I was like, okay. Someone told me to pick up some rocks. And then Justice is like, these are the things that you're surrendering to God. I was like, sick, okay. <laughs> so I look at him, I'm like, I pick out a couple things. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So the very last day, like right before we left, I walked out to the pond to throw my rocks. And I was walking and I looked down at the three little tiny rocks in my hand. And I was like... This ain't gonna cut it. <laughs> and so I'm walking and I'm like picking up rocks one at a time. I'm like, I need, I need to give up more things. This doesn't cover everything. And so that was just the best part of camp, honestly, was giving everything to God, finally. And I just, ever since, I've just felt like a completely different person. Cause like, it's just, yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Robin. All right. Next is Joy. I have a stool for you. This is Joy. If you don't know her, she is also awesome. I'm sitting down because I get really nervous, and I feel like I'd fall over if I was standing up. So, <laughs> um, okay. Um, so every year, uh, Justice makes a point to explain to IGY that at camp, you get as much of God or as little of God as you want. Like, it's up to you. Like, God's not going to be like totally coming into your life if you're over here. Like, nah, I don't really want you to. So, um, last year at camp, 2016, then, um, I was like, all right, God, you can have all of this and I'm going to keep all of this. And camp was still really awesome, and I still really learned a lot. But over the past year, then I've given up all that sin to God. And so going into camp this year, I was like, okay, God, there's nothing holding me back. Like, camp's going to be even more awesome than it was last year because, like, there's not that stuff I'm holding back. Like, you have everything. And um, <clears throat> so... Camp 2017 comes up, and I was really nervous. I don't know. I was just, like, a little anxious to see what God was going to do in my life, I guess. And, um, sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, so I was like, okay, God, since there's nothing holding me back, I want you to fill me up. I want you to squeeze as much of you as you can into my little body. And so I was like... <laughs> So we get to camp, and, like, the worship was awesome, and all the sermons were awesome, and all the speakers did amazing. But there was just something between God and I, and I didn't understand. I was like, God, I've already given you everything. Why can I not feel you? Why are you not, like, speaking to me? I don't understand, and I was really upset about it. And um, finally, just, like, in my quiet time, God was like, you, like, since over the past year I've given my life to God, he was like, okay, now it's time that you need to share your testimony with your parents and talk to them about it. And I was like, 
anything but that, please. <laughs> like, anything else. And God's like, no, that's what it is. Like, you said you wanted to give me everything, so are you going to do that? And I'm like, I guess. And so, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, um, I try to, maybe it's because I'm so anxious all the time, but like I try to like talk myself out of things. Like, is that really what God said? And like, are you sure? And um, so the last night of camp, like my bond spoke and he was just, it was so good. And then we have like Laura's playing music and like, I'm just like praying. And I'm like, like, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. I think I'm just supposed to go home and talk to my parents. And then... Uh, he comes back up, and he's like, okay, guys, I need to say something. Someone here is having problems with their parents, and they need to go home and talk to their parents and ask for forgiveness and get all that taken care of. God wants you to do this so that you can, like, get closer to him. And I was like, <laughs> like, all right, so I guess I'm not just making it up. I guess that's what I need to do when I get home. And... Um, so I go home and I talk to my parents. It's just like this weight was lifted off my shoulders and my parents were just like so proud of me and love me and like I reacted way better than I thought they were ever going to. And so, I don't know, I just really wanted to share that. Like it could be scary, but like that's what God did through my life at camp. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. All right, next is Anna. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to stand up here because I'm small. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So the speaking at camp was about surrendering. Surrendering everything. Jasmine's making fun of me. Um, <laughs> and so I, Mike Bond talked about surrendering everything. And I knew there was these two things that I needed to let go. And there was a third, I had this third rock, because we were supposed to throw them in the pond. And I was like, I don't know what this is for. I don't know what this third rock is for. I can't think of anything. And then the last night, I knew. And so I, in the middle of this big night, everything happened in the last night for me, I go to this pond and I'm like sitting there and I throw the first rock in and I was like, okay, that was easy. Then the second one I throw in and I'm like, that was a little harder. And then there's this last rock. And I was like, okay, I got to throw it in. Then I broke down crying, if anybody knows me. I don't like to cry, but I do it a lot. <laughs> and so I, I sit down, and I'm like, but God, I don't want to throw it. And he's like, you have to. And so I throw it, and all of a sudden, all this weight and this terribleness left. And so, if anybody knows, camp doesn't affect me. I kind of actually didn't like camp before this year. Um, and nothing ever changes me at camp. I have amazing time, like, times with Jesus at camp, but it doesn't 
doesn't set in and it doesn't stay. And so I came home, and this is the first year ever coming home from camp that I actually read my Bible. And I knew it was because this weight was lifted. And I was actually drawn to God now. Thank you. All right, Jasmine. Sorry, I'm crying because Anna was so good. <laughs> All right. So I actually wrote down a lot of stuff um, at three in the morning last night. <laughs> so apologies if this is a bit long. <laughs> but I'm just going to read it, okay? So, usually camp is like, well, I've only gone for three years, but the past two years have been, like, super emotional, like, oh, my gosh, I'm a sinner. And, <laughs> and this year was the same thing, except, like, it wasn't all the emotional thing. It was more like, because the past year I've been working on my relationship with him and... um really been focusing on him, so it was more camp served as a bunch of reminders, and so, um, man, shaky, um, <laughs> so, um, what I learned or reminded was that you can't be lukewarm and truly be a follower, and the Bible says that God will spit you out, and, um, that's, uh, what Gretchen Wilson was talking about in her breakout session, and um, so, like, knowing Jesus is worth more than anything in this world. And, like, you can look like a, a good person on the outside and a Christian, but then if your heart's wrong, then it literally means nothing. And you can't, like, um, say that you love God but then like, and do all these things, but then your heart is wrong. And um, so, you, like... I struggled with for a long time, like, trying to be a good person without trusting God to work in me to make me the person that he wants me to be. So it was, like, upsetting sometimes because, like, if you're trying to be a good person without God, then, one, it's not actually good because God is the definition of goodness and anything apart from him isn't good. And um, so, like, you'll just fail. And so um, I learned that um, after Mike Bond's sermon on Tuesday that um, I have to humble myself and I had to admit to God and myself that I couldn't do it on my own. And um, so like now the Holy Spirit works in my heart and the actions that come from it aren't myself, they're God. So I can bring the glory to him for that because he's the one working through me. And um like, just giving up everything and surrendering and trusting him is, like, what you're supposed to do as a Christian. And um, so it was, like, really freeing in a way because now I don't have to be, like, oh, man, I suck, like, <laughs> like every day. <laughs> and it's, like, yeah, I do suck because in our flesh, like, we're, we're bad. We're not good. <laughs> But, like, with God, like, he can work through us so that we can be the people that he calls us to be. And um, 
So yeah, also like it ser camp served as a reminder of like just seeing how Christ humbled himself his whole life and even into his death because he loved us so much. And um, we are called in turn to obey him. And I learned that I have to be willing to give up everything for God because he's worth more than anything in this world. And um, that you can't just also like get by in your relationship with him by seeking the feel-good moments or stuff and um, or by outwardly looking like a good Christian because um, like the feel-good moments like they're gonna go away and if you can't trust God even in the hard times then you don't have anything because um, even in like it's like the ultimate test of faith if you can still praise him and be joyous in all circumstances and praise him even more in the hard times and that's something that I actually learned right after camp because um my great-grandma died um right after camp which is good for her because she's partying in heaven <laughs> but <laughs> but like sucks for us <laughs> um so that was like I think God was showing me that um through that I needed to be joyful and praise him for what he's done and how many people that she affected in our lives. And um, just know that, like, it's not a sad thing. It's a happy thing that she gets to spend time in heaven. And, um, but that um, I didn't, I could not, like, I cannot get angry at him because he's given me so much. And so I had to trust in him and um, praise him for it. Anyways, um, so yeah, uh, the last thing <laughs> was um, Mike Bond, one of my favorite things that he said during camp was, you need to crawl on the altar and die to yourself like Jesus did for you. And so that was basically um, just humbling yourself and not thinking that you're better and um, just realizing that you aren't better and that you need Christ and um, that yeah, then you can't be lukewarm. That's basically, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Thank you, Jasmine. All right, the next name on the list, I actually don't think they wrote themselves down because they misspelled their name. <laughs> so somebody wrote Ethan Vaughn down, but misspelled the last name Vaughn. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> I'm guessing, oh, mm, of course, Jack. <clears throat> sure, sure, yes. Um, I actually didn't know there was a sign-up sheet, so it's not my fault. Um, so I wasn't a camper this year, obviously. I was a counselor, and um, it was just a real privilege to get to lead some of the, some of the young guys at camp this year um, and walk with them and talk to them about God and um, learn more about him together. So that was awesome. But uh, the thing that really struck me at camp was when Justice shared, and I think it was Wednesday night, um, and he was talking about the life of Paul and how Paul um, suffered for Jesus and how Paul uh, really gave everything for him and counted everything else as rubbish. Um, and he shared from 2 Corinthians and let me see where it is, because I just want to read some of this, because it's really good. Um, 
Yeah, he, he shared uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and Paul's talking about all the things that he's done for Christ. And he says, um, <clears throat> so he says, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, a night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, <clears throat> in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, he's in a lot of peril, um, <laughs> in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil and sleeplessness often, in hunger um, and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness uh, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. And, um, you know, I've read that before, uh, but Justice said something. He said, think about, is there anything on this earth that you value that much, that you would go through all of that for? Like, any earthly thing, would you do that? Like, and I just realized to myself, there's literally no, no earthly thing. Like, my job, my education, not a friendship. Like, I wouldn't do all of that for an earthly thing. But Paul did all of that for Christ because Christ is like the best thing. And like, it's worth doing all of that for Christ. And that just like, I know it just blew my mind away. Um, just how much Paul loved Jesus and just realizing like how worthy he is. Like he's, he's the best thing and actually worth doing all that for. So yeah, I don't know. Just realizing like how small my love is, but how big it needs to be for God um, was really encouraging and convicting. So yeah, that's what I got out of camp. Thanks, Ethan. All right, Jack. My cousin Jack, you're up next. Okay, I'm going to stand up here because I'm also small, like others. Um, I learned a lot during camp, and one of the uh, major things that I learned is that uh, God is, like, always with you, and he's never not with you. And I actually learned that in a really funny way. I think it was Wednesday. We played the zombie apocalypse night, and... I hate jump scares, so that night kind of sucked for me. <laughs> but uh, during the night, I think like I think it was after the first zombie, I realized that even though I'm gonna get scared, there's no reason to like do anything about it because God is with me and He can protect me. And there's also a couple other things I learned. Hold on, is that um so. Uh, we all have a problem with sin, but, like, God can fix that for us. And that um, we can really, uh, it, like, if we just put our whole trust and faith into God, then we can uh, let go of all that sin and we can be free like everyone else was talking about. And I had to say my favorite part of camp was actually on the last night, the dance party was my favorite. <laughs> Conversation switch. Because, um, but besides that, uh, camp was actually really good, and I actually just like learned a lot about God and about my relationship with God. Thanks, Jack. All right, next is Daniel. I'm also going to stand here because I'm a little bit shorter. Uh, so camp was great, especially on Tuesday night. I mean... All you that were there, you saw the worship, and it was quite a deep thing. Uh, in that time, I really felt like God was there and with me, 
and I thought I heard him, and I really think I did hear him say that I need to spend more time with him in my daily life, not just in special events. Thank you. All right, we have five minutes of sharing left, and the last person that I have that is signed up with me is Adam. He signed up via text. <laughs> I, I also didn't know that there's a sign-up sheet. Um, so uh, I was sharing this at IGY on Wednesday, but basically what I, I feel like I learned this, this year at camp was that um, throughout my life I've always like looked to the next like Christian event as like where I'll hear God speak to me or I'll learn something. And I realized that while he does use... Um, camp uh, to speak to campers and, you know, like the foundation conference to speak to um, people that go there. Um, I should just have that mindset like every day that he's going to speak to me and expect him to, like while I'm not just going to camp. And so, yeah, I just feel like why, like, why wasn't I like expecting him to speak to me when I like go to church on Sunday or like when I hang out with friends. Like, I'm with believers. Why don't I expect them to, like, speak to me? Why don't I expect God to speak to me through my friends, like, when I'm not at church? Like, I should always be expecting and praying for him to speak to me and uh, for me to grow and stuff. So um, while there were other things that um, were very personal that I <laughs> learned at camp, so he did speak to me at camp. Uh, <laughs> um, I just learned that I definitely need to be, like, I need to, like, every time I open my Bible, I need to expect something from God. Um, um, also, on the last night of camp, I wasn't in the, the rally where there's worship and, um, and the message. I wasn't there because I was talking to somebody. Um, and I feel like since I wasn't there on the last night, I feel like camp like, didn't end for me. So I feel like, so like God like sneakily was like, you're not going to be at the rally, so you're still at camp, so you still need to expect me to talk to you and, and, and teach you. So I was like, okay. So yeah, that was, that was it. Uh, beside that, though, it was really fun. I was super spirited for my team this, this year, and it was just... <laughs> and so yeah, it was just a really great week, and it was awesome seeing the, the younger campers um, grow uh, spiritually and so yeah thank you adam all right we have two minutes if there's anyone who has not signed up that wants to share something oh here comes jen i also didn't know there was a sign up sheet okay <laughs> okay, so oh, this year at camp, <laughs> this year at camp, I was really convicted of being lukewarm. Like from Gretchen's breakout session, it was super good. I'm so upset. I didn't have my notebook, so I didn't get to write all the stuff down. Share notes with me later. <laughs> um, and so uh, I realized that I was I had been lukewarm, and um, that I wasn't like living my life fully for God. Like, I was like, God will be over here, and then this will be me over here, doing whatever I want. And um, I just want to share a verse. It's uh, Philippians 3, 7 through 8, and it says, but what things, 
were gained to me. These I have counted as loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things as a loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and counted them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Um, so I found that I needed to sacrifice everything and live completely for God because compared to knowing God, everything else is like garbage. So that's what I learned. Thanks, Jen. All right, last call, 30 seconds. Everybody good? You all look good. They're pushing Logan, but he doesn't look like he wants to come up here. (laughs) So before we close uh, this morning, I just wanted to share a little bit with you. Um, I've tried to condense like four camp messages into 10 minutes. So um, I just wanted to share a little bit of what we talked about at camp. Um, The first evening, Austin opened. He did a great job. um, Talked about sin and its effects. Um, The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And later in Romans 6, it says that the wages of sin is death. And it's important for all of us to realize that we are sinners. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we know that. Okay, we know that. Sin is disobedience to God's laws, and we have broken God's laws. We've lied or stolen or wanted someone else's stuff. I remember even as a little kid, I like stole some poor other kid's like little toy bicycle thing. Um, and I, I knew it was wrong, and I felt terrible about it. Um, no, but it, it's sin, and there are consequences for sin. And we see those natural consequences in the world. We see effects of sin everywhere. When you look around, there's death, there's hurt, broken families and relationships. Um, you could go on and on about all the things. And so we see consequences in the world for sin, but there's also eternal consequences. In Romans 6, it says, The wages of sin is death. And it's referring to eternal death, not just physical death. Um, The Bible says in Hebrews that one day we're going to die, and after that we're going to face judgment, okay, for our sin. Um, And so Austin shared about that the first night. And then the second night, Pastor Bond shared about the Christian life that some people try to live. um, And he broke it kind of into three different categories. Um, In light of sin and judgment, people just, they seek different things to try to make up for the wrong that they've done. And so the first one he talked about uh, was just like a moralist, okay, somebody who attempts to do good works to make up for wrongs. Um, And it's common for a lot of people, and I think it's common for us. It's easy for us to slip into the moralist mentality, even as believers. Um, But that doesn't lead anywhere. It doesn't lead anywhere you want to go, okay? Doing good works does not save you. They're a part of the Christian life, but it is not, it does not save you. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, it tells us um, it is by grace we've been saved through faith, okay, not by our works. Our good works that we try to do don't save us. Um, So being a moralist doesn't save us. He also talked about having a therapeutic or feel-good faith, you know, seeking emotions um, from the church or from Christianity, and people try to seek what feels good, but that's not what the Christian life is about either. Yes, there are, there are emotions involved in following Jesus, and there's, there's awesome ones, but that's not what it's about, and emotions don't save you. You can feel good at camp and not be saved. You can come to church, and you can feel good about a message, and it doesn't save you. He also talked about uh, deists or deism, you know, people who believe in God but don't really love him or have a relationship with him. 
Um, in James, it says that even demons believe in God. Okay, they're not saved. So that doesn't save you either. So what is the key? The key here for salvation is Jesus Christ. The verse I referenced earlier in Romans 6, the second part of it says the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And John 3.16 says that God so loved the world, all of us here, that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So God loved you all so much that he sent his son Jesus to pay the penalty for your sin, which was death, okay, eternal death. Jesus came, he lived a life without sin, he suffered for our sins, and Romans 5.8 says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, he died for us. He was hung on a cross, died, and he rose from the grave for you, okay, for you. And Romans 10 lays out what we need to do to be saved in response to that. It says in verse 9 of Romans chapter 10, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so what, what he's saying here is it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. Okay, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You are confessing to Jesus, you are Lord. You're saying, hey, my life is yours. It's not mine anymore. It's yours, Jesus. I'm not going to live for myself. I'm done doing that. I'm done, I'm done with sin. You're choosing with your heart to believe in him and put your trust in him. That's, that's what it's saying here. And so if you're here this morning and you have not done that, I encourage you to. Um, we're going to pray in a little bit. But let go of your sin. Let go of control of your life and surrender that to Jesus. You heard some teens up here sharing about how they had done that and the weight that is gone. And I think that there are people in this room that have that weight on their shoulders, and you can be free from it. Jesus has better stuff for you than what you're pursuing. And so on Wednesday night at camp, we talked about knowing Jesus knowing him intimately. We looked at the life of Paul in the Bible, that, as Ethan shared. Um, Paul was a real person, author of many New Testament letters, and he knew Jesus well. Um, and I think sometimes people are resistant to Jesus because they think Christianity is boring or not fun, okay? But that is not true, okay? That is not true. Church, hear me as well, because I think we believe this sometimes. It is not true, Paul is somebody who would have been viewed as very successful in his culture before Jesus. Um, he was a somebody, okay? He was a somebody, and he willingly turned away from all that stuff and gave all of it up to know Jesus, because after meeting Jesus, he realized that Jesus is better, okay? Jesus is better. He compared the greatness of knowing Jesus that everything else was rubbish. It was refuse. It was trash compared to knowing Jesus. He's not insulting people or insulting their possessions. He's saying, hey, Jesus is so much better that that other stuff is just rubbish. Okay, it's rubbish. And we, church, need to hear this. Okay, we need to realize that. And not only did Paul consider his privileges and his successes as trash compared to knowing Jesus, 
But he endured, as Ethan read, beatings and imprisonments and shipwrecks and hunger and stoning and so many other things to know Jesus. Okay, to know Jesus and to help others know him. And in the midst of all of that, he says in Philippians that he learned how to be content in every situation. Okay, content. In all those situations, he was able to rejoice. Okay, he was able to rejoice. He had joy. That's how much better Jesus is than everything else in the world. You can endure all that and say goodbye to success in the eyes of the world and rejoice and be content. And if you think about the things that you pour your time and energy into, the things you pursue in life, as Ethan shared, like, what is worth enduring beatings and going to prison? Like, what is worth being executed for? Paul was stoned, okay? What is worth throwing away all that? Paul was able to say, Jesus is much better, and I rejoice in the midst of it. He says, I am content. So church, we need to have that same attitude, okay? We need to have that attitude. We need to seek to know Jesus like that, okay? Know him in such a way that everything else pales in comparison, such a way that we can rejoice in hardship and trial and pain, um, so for those of you here who do not know Jesus, I just want to say one more time as we get ready to wrap up, Jesus is better. Okay. Without him, there is no true joy or contentment and you can know Jesus like Paul, just like other people up here. Um, it is a very brave thing for teenagers to get up in front of adults and share the things that they did. Um, and that is... Christ in them, okay? And he is changing their life, and he can change your life too. You can have that peace and joy and contentment that comes from knowing him. So we're going to pray. We're going to close with a song here in a minute. Um, We're going to pray. If everybody can bow their heads, close their eyes.